0: elevated is a moving target right the bar keeps rising yeah and we're talking about the same thing here which is progression welcome to the menlo experience i'm your host brad sant here with kyle bach and uh episode four already is that Mm. surprising to you you know it's it feels like it's uh no no i don't
1: think it's surprising at all it's yeah. uh, it's just fun. I, I've been enjoying this. Our conversations.
0: Yeah. Who knows where they're going to go. We just start talking and uh, don't stop. So, Well, come- we talk
1: a lot behind closed doors anyways. Right. That's kind of what led to this whole conversation. And so, you know, we just talk a lot. Yeah. I have been accused by all of my kids of talking too much. No, that's I, not true. Yep. Uh, maybe my wife also. No. But... Uh, but she says she loves that about me also. So she might be lying. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I'll let you do sort that that's one right, that's out. right. But, we'll talk about it out later. Uh, you know, I think the podcast has been great because as events happen over, you know, the week or, you know, a week, couple weeks prior, it gives gives me thoughts of things to talk about. And yeah. recently here for us, it's, um, how do you deal with the unexpected? You know, how do you deal with things that just kind of come out of left field and, and you weren't planning on? So. You know, uh, obviously you were part of some of those events here recently, but, uh, you know, how do you, how do you deal with that? Well, Brad, I, I'm a boy scout. I don't know if
1: I've told you that yet. Be prepared, be prepared. The motto of the boy scout. I can sing the song if we want to get no, it. be prepared, no. prepared, prepared, the motto of a boy scout. So that's, you know, that's the, how the song goes. Um, but we, you know, I am a planner. Uh, I love to plan, um, and you know, think ahead and plan in advance, Uh, I had a trip to San Antonio last week, and I checked the weather in advance because I was curious whether I was going to need to, uh, what shoes to wear, and I was curious whether I needed an umbrella. Of course, I'm probably the only person on the trip that took an umbrella because the day we're supposed to walk all around the city, you know, it was just supposed to be pouring rain, which is like the one day out of 90 days in San Antonio that it's raining, right? And uh, so I like to be prepared, but you can't prepare for everything uh, and you know, both in life and in business and, uh, you just, you can't, can't prepare for anything. Um, you know, especially things that are outside of your control, uh, things that, um, you know, that can pop up. And so, uh, as much as I love to plan, uh, you can't plan for everything. Uh, you can contingency plan. And we were just talking about contingency plans, but, um, you know, when things go awry, um, you know, you have to, it tests you and your flexibility. And, uh, and so uh, when th- unexpected things happen, you know, in your world, what's your first like gut reaction? How do you respond?
0: Oh, totally threw my arms up, hair on fire, run around screaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that I've, is seen, exactly that. I've what seen you it, do yeah, that a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. Ah! That's, yeah. that's the way I like to yeah. roll. Yeah. But, uh, you know, really, I, I, <laughs> I get hyper focused. That's, that's my re- response to it. When things go unexpected yeah. and I start uh, problem solving. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is if you haven't thought through some contingencies, uh, you're, you're going to probably be caught off guard. So for me, no matter what I'm going into, if I'm a part of it initially, I'm trying to think of whatever contingencies we need to work around, yeah. drill for those or plan for those as part of the plan. I think a lot of people go in to uh, maybe a project or an activity and Their only thought process is everything's going perfect, you know, Mm. and they don't allow for extra time or extra resources or whatever. So to me, I'm always trying to contingency plan, you know, where are our threats in in the process or or whatever it may be.
1: Why do you think we forget to have contingency plan as a part of our our planning process? uh,
0: I don't think, I I think uh, people become hyper-focused on the outcome and um, the steps, maybe the specific steps. But they're not looking at the big picture of what all, uh, what all the inputs of that process are, what are the potential, again, threats that I mentioned. You know, it, it's, it, I think it's just a hyper-focused activity. And, and um, you know, my natural approach is just to look at things at a 50,000-foot view first, and, and you can see that. So I think you got to step out of it, step out of that planning process, almost like an out-of-body experience, take a yeah. look at it. Either that or go to a colleague, go to a friend in life and say, hey, here's what I'm looking at doing. Tell me where you think this could go wrong, Yeah, right? And, you know, get people with other experience involved and that and and have somebody take a look at it. This is a good
1: good thought as far as having an outside party. Sometimes you're so close to the situation that you can't see what could possibly go wrong, Uh, especially if you're a planner and you're really, you know, uh, that's your world. You, You don't oftentimes see kind of the, you know, the potential failure points, right? Um, I always like talking about it. I I don't know where I heard this term. (laughs) I've always called it a bus policy. But it's like if somebody got hit by a bus, right? You know, like, uh, you know, does somebody else know that? What's your contingency plan to knowledge transfer and things like that? should have a less, like, uh, you know, morbid picture of that. I don't know. It is what it is. bus policy, we can come up with a different term. But uh, maybe somebody can, you know, give us a comment on what the, you know, what to call it. Yeah, what to call that. But but that contingency planning like that, you know, I, I do think, I like the quote that, you know, uh, your failure to plan doesn't constitute my emergency. And, you know, and I think that a lot of times, you know, my failure to plan contingencies even uh, is, a, you know, results in emergencies. And and I think that happens, you know, what we've experienced a couple times, you know, recently is, you know, an unexpected, you know, employee transition, right? We're in a tough market right now and, and uh, hiring and uh, just at an event with a bunch of business leaders this last week. And Uh, that was the constant conversation that was happening all over the place was, you know, uh, staffing challenges and hiring challenges and recruiting challenges. And, and, uh, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, when those type of changes happen, you know, is somebody ready either internally to come in the ranks, uh, you know, climb up the ranks and take on responsibility? Or, you know, are we prepared to, you know, look outward? And what's our, you know, disaster
0: recovery plan, you know, internally, even as an employee. So I think it's huge. I think, you know, as I'm I'm listening to you kind of talk about this, the other thing popping into my head is not only how do you deal with the unexpected, but when that happens, uh, I feel like sometimes emotional investment gets in the way, mm. and people become so emotionally invested in the outcome that they had in mind or the direction that they had in mind, they they struggle to pivot around the unexpected, right? Yeah, and so we were talking about this earlier today regarding a project. We had, we we were both in a meeting here, here a few minutes ago, and um, you know I brought up the topic of when we go to a project, it, we're trying to use all our internal resources. But, yeah. you know, I pose the question of, have we thought about having other outside resources available on standby, right? Yeah. And, you know, our, I don't know if it's emotional investment, but our view on that was so hyper-focused that our only option was to use an internal resource to yeah. get something done. Uh, there was like an aha moment that that happened. And so I think, I think that emotional investment in the planning and you spend a lot of time and here's the way we're going to do it can also... Great blinders and, yeah. and, uh,
1: you're so focused in on the project you've been planning that, you know, that an outside option, you know, doesn't even come to the table.
0: Right. Right. And, uh, kind of related to this, what somebody told me before that I, I live by and, and stop and think every time something bad happens or the unexpected, maybe it's an unexpected good, right. It could go yeah, either way. Yeah. But, yeah. Particularly in a good an, point. I, I focused yeah. on unexpected. See, don't bad. be negative all the time. How many <sighs> times do we have to talk about that That
1: might be uh, just, you know, current experiences right. at different situations, but yeah,
0: unexpected can be good. Right. Unexpected and, and can be some good deal. You didn't expect to come in and all that. But but I think about it on the negative side, um, somebody once told me every crisis has an opportunity, right? And so it's, it's really how you look at it. And I've talked about mental frame on this podcast multiple times before, but if you see this crisis, Now you can think of, okay, how do we maximize this or how do we take advantage of how do we pivot, you know, take what's in front of us and maximize it better. And I think about business or life and really the people that set themselves apart are good at doing that, good at getting that little extra bump that maybe, uh, you know, whether it's a recession or uh, some unexpected uh, business outcome, uh, supply chain, whatever it may be, that's an opportunity to step back and find the opportunity and how you maximize that and if you do that well you'll set yourself ahead of all the competition
1: that interesting that the mindset of how you react to a you know uh, the unexpected um, if it's a negative unexpected thing the mindset of how you react to that um, seeing it as an opportunity can totally flip the tables it does
0: hands down flips the table and um i think people get in panic mode too quickly Right. I, I actually, when this happened the other day, I said, Hey, it's great to have you as a, a partner in a business doing this because we are uh, not freaking out. We're just yeah. looking at this from the lens and saying, we got this. No problem. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's not going to be a setback. Or it doesn't mean there's not going to have to be some change or, or whatever the incident may bring. Right. But you're a hundred percent. You take, you take that look, you don't panic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this with extreme ownership. Stop, look around yep. and um, make a decision, make a decision. And so uh, all of these things that we've been talking about go hand in hand with life and business as as these things transpire.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. I think you know that that reaction where where do you think that uh when the reaction is you know what we've mentioned
0: when yeah.
1: that's the reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh hair on fire running around when when the unexpected happens, why do you think uh is that is that something just how we are? Is that something that uh flows out of, you know, um where where's that come from? Where where do you feel like, at least for you, where, where do you feel like the calmness under under pressure like that looks like? Uh where's that come from here?
0: you? grow over time. I think that comes from trials and tribulations and uh dealing with the unexpected. So to me, I, I look at that and I think, okay, I've got the confidence to figure it out. I've been through things like this before. Yeah. Um and I believe in myself and and uh the ability to, um, leverage the world around me to, to solve it. Right. And so, um, I think also I, am a natural problem solver. So that's what my, my thought process goes to, but the, The individuals I think that are strong at this have really built confidence over time in themselves. They really have had experience and and they do these sorts of things. And I I tell you, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, but I can't stand people on social media that talk about how easy it is to go start a business. and You just do this and you start making $10,000 a month and all this other stuff. Well, that sounds great to your first problem that sounds great until Amazon cuts you off as a supplier or whatever right, it may right. be. Right. It's a bunch yeah. of, it's a bunch of BS. So you got to, anybody can do that. I believe that hundred percent, but who can get through it when it's tough and who, and the bank won't loan you money or uh, maybe you lost a contract that you weren't expecting. That was a big deal. And you have to make really hard decisions. And we yeah. talked about being decisive before. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's what builds character, right? Um, that's, we've talked a lot about football and yep. building character yeah. and b- building mental toughness. And it's through time and experience, and and uh, we have to belief. talk
1: about clearly this last weekend. We, you know, we were you know this will come out in a couple of weeks, but Kelsey got hurt right when he was playing in the in the game up in New York, and uh, was it New York or was where was he playing?
0: Oh, it was the Vikings. Vikings, yep. thank you.
1: And you know he gets hurt in the game, and uh, early on, right? And we're all freaking out before halftime, you know, thinking that he might be you know long time injured, but you know he comes out the second half, and Pat, did you see Pat's quote at the end of the at the end of the night? He made some comedies like man Travis is a mean man when he gets hurt <laughs> you know and because you know you could just see like he he came back with a different level of just focus right and uh you know when adversity hit him you know it it caused him to dial in and i i think that that's you know it is something that you know you learn and you develop over time that um, and maybe it's partially that you learn you know what uh, you know, I'm thinking of another song lyric here that, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You can start. Do you want to sing that? this nah, time? You know me. I feel I don't like I'm i the one that only sings. I feel like one of
0: these days I'm going to get you to break maybe out. Maybe I'll song start here. flowing on the mic. Some yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. right. you heard it here. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I think, you know, you look at Kelsey, uh, he's a little determined to. Uh, you know, get the attention of a girl. So you just step he up and get some, it done when well, that's the case. He has some so, incentives. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you so know. when you got, when you got determination, you've got something that you got to get this done. You yeah. figure it out, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and you get tough real quick. So yeah. I, I think that always helps. He's
1: too, He's but. got some determination. That's a good point. He does have some ulterior motives. But in the but.
0: business, I mean, we're talking about, we got determinations because there's a student or a teacher that's not able to use their technology. Yeah. And our, you know, K-12 ITC is our, our technology brand that we have for schools. A you know, that's a real impact. And so yeah. we got to get this done for our customer. We've got people that aren't functioning or a network down or whatever yeah. it may be. We, we have to make it work. We can't just, you know, pack it up and go home. And yeah. so we can learn from it, mm-hmm. fix it the next time. You talked a little bit about after action reviews today in that yeah. meeting. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we were, we were talking about one of the things that we we need to improve on is
1: after every one of our implementations really having, uh, you know, which is when we go into a school and set up uh, the full IT infrastructure and, and start the partnership with the school, um, one of the things we need to do a better job at is just really evaluating how we did in that process, what went well, what didn't go well, what uh, we could do differently next time to improve the process and create a more elevated experience for our customers. Um, the after action review is just assessing that each time and evaluating those questions and and, and learning from it and taking that into the next experience. And and, uh, you know, I just finished reading a book uh, called uh, Success Wins, I believe is the the title of it, but it's the Ritz Carlton Uh, you know, CEO and uh, who created the brand as we, you know, as we know it today, uh, which is phenomenal. If you've ever stayed at a Ritz-Carlton, you know that it's just a, you know, you've, have you stayed at Ritz-Carlton before? Um,
0: no, never, never. Wait, what? Never. All right, that's that's
1: it. I that's, that's it. All right. Uh um, This sounds like I'm getting you homework. a gift card this for Ritz like Carlton. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh and so but Ritz Carlton is just uh, from the minute you show up on the property to the minute you leave it is just like you know, next class. And just next level leadership and and uh and experience and elevated experience in, in a whole different way. Um and you know, I've only ever stayed at one, uh, so it's not like I've got a ton of experience. You
0: living there on the weekend,
1: uh, but you? I you know, I was living the dream at that moment. <laughs> And, uh, and so, but it was, it was, uh, you know, incredible experience. But one of the things he talks about in the book is he talks about, you know, people want three things in every business they work with and every product they buy. They want a product that works. Uh, and, uh, but when it doesn't work, because inevitably, even at a Ritz Carlton, things go wrong. Right. And so what he's saying is inevitably when it goes wrong, that people want timeliness and they want people, they want someone to care. And so, you know, so those are the three things that all all consumers or customers, you know, people you're working with, you know, want. And, you know, as we're working with schools and technology, uh, you know, technology breaks, uh, you know. And so what they want is someone who cares uh, and a timely response to that. And so our after action reviews is, is part of us, you know, really assessing are, are we uh, how are we doing in those areas? You know, do we have a, a product to fix that we need to roll out? Do we have you know you you take time and you know with our dev team and and actually roll out you know product updates you know to our custom software for our teachers and and then you also you know that might be a product update it might be just a timeliness it might be a support issue it might be a you know things like that and so we might have an employee that needs you know some people skills training or things like that you know that that needs to show more empathy and care and concern and you know we really launched a you know really revamped our whole customer success department because, uh, we start hiring teachers uh, that care, right? And they they care about the students. They have the heart, uh, and they can relate on that front. And so, um, those after-action reviews are a- incredibly important. We took time today to do an after-action review of our entire summer and all of our projects that we took on this summer. And so, just vitally important to you know to see how we're doing.
0: Well, I haven't stated a, a Ritz yet. Uh, you know, I think when you talk about you kind
1: of are Ritz though. I mean, you know. Feel like that might be there's
0: crackers that are Ritz. I mean, that could look no, different. No, no, okay, well, that's a different kind of well, Ritz. You're just yeah. You I was thinking putting on the Ritz, okay. you know, okay. that okay. song, right. as okay.
1: opposed to I don't. Music's yeah. on the brain, dude. Right. I don't know. I guess so. uh,
0: but but anyway, uh, staying focused here, Brad. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, you know really. There's a cracker trail, right? <laughs> right. You got crumbs everywhere on crumbs. this podcast. Uh, the the Ritz theory, or or in terms of you know, timely and responsiveness and and caring. Uh, It's something I think is, in my mind, is really simple, but people lose track of in business all the time. And business is dealing with humans. It doesn't matter what business you have. You're generally in some aspect somewhere dealing with people. And you got to understand people, right? And and people want to be cared for and um, taken care of that uh, timely, you know, quickly and all that sort of stuff. And so understanding that I think is important. The irony of that is we're, we're in the world of technology, which a lot of times tech people are not people people right yep. uh we've got some people in the office that say they are and we're just kind of joking right. about that but uh, you, you know shout out to whoever said I'm a people person the right, other day Right, exactly. and when you have
1: to say I'm a people person yeah probably I not mean, but you know, it's, okay. it's okay
0: but understand i think understanding people and and to your point empathy and those sorts of things are, are critical and we're in a service industry so that that's why we focus on that a lot you know yeah. but uh talking about after action reviews uh, I've noticed that those are easy to miss, right? I noticed mm. that people uh, don't get those scheduled and, and done. Why Why do you think that is?
1: Well, you know, we talked about game tape a couple uh, episodes back, and I, I think that, you know, I really do think that a lot of times watching game tape, after-action reviews, uh, you know, it's, um, it's revealing, right? Uh, you know, it, it can be tough conversations. Um, you know, it's... It, I've noticed it's easy to talk about and, you know, to have after action reviews when the people who were assessing aren't here anymore or the, you know, people that were involved, uh, even the projects today, some of the ones that came up that were maybe first to be spoken about in the meetings were, you know, well, you know, these discovery process were really poor because, you know, so and so like we, we didn't have, you know, this person in charge of it. who's in charge of it now. Right. And, you know, and, and that might, it might be true, but it's just easier to talk about when it's not a reflection on how I did. Um, and so I think after action reviews are, uh, watching game tape, it's, it's revealing of how, you know, an ad admission uh, that maybe I didn't hit the the level of excellence that I want to hit as an individual. And so it's a little vulnerable to, you know, to have those conversations and, and, uh, and it, it's revealing, right? And as a, as a leader, ultimately, all of that flows up to us. Right. And so, you know, so ultimately every after action review means that we didn't do as well as we should have done in leadership and guiding the process. Right.
0: I think it's also, and we've talked about this on a previous episode as well, but it's, it's discipline, right. It's discipline to watch the tape and get better. Yeah, And, yeah. and that's a cultural thing. And that's, that's something that I'm adamant about, uh, everything we do, we need to have that discipline to get better. And so discipline builds over time, you know, yeah. and it, it doesn't, uh, just happen overnight but throughout the whole organization that's a key discipline that we need to have is taking a look at that game tape and yeah and how we get better there so yeah. why
1: do you think it's so hard for people to do
0: you know i, th- I think you hit a little bit of it as, as reflection is hard um but i think it's also just you got a lot on the list and it's so easy to move on to the next thing yeah right? and that's yeah. that's where i use the word discipline on this because especially when you're growing right right, right. You, yeah. and everybody's busy you know what, what's yeah. the biggest constraint time Sure. You, you know, uh, obviously money flows freely in our organization, so it would never be that. But right. uh, time time is uh, is of the essence in in many ways. And so I think it's really easy to just move on to the next thing because that's where your your head is at. But stopping, taking a breath, taking the time. It's the same thing as taking a vacation. Everybody knows yeah. that if you just take a vacation, stop what you're doing a little bit, you get recharged. Yeah. And you feel good about it. And, and uh, the time you never thought that you had to take that, you've got... Uh, more than that, made up and new energy or whatever, and it's it's really the same thing here, which is it's that discipline to take the time, stop, review, um, which is wild because
1: when you think about what you learn and you know the conversations that come out of those after-action reviews, I mean it's the same you know same thing could be said about celebrating right you know celebrating successes as a, as a team or you failures know, or celebrate failures. the failure yeah, too yeah and it, you know and so going through those times and it's easy to just skip over that and to keep kind of going with the day-to-day and keep going with the, you know, what fires happened this morning, you know, that we're working on and things like that. But, um, you know, not taking the time to celebrate, not taking the time to do the after action review, which if you take the time to do that, uh, you know, how much more do you learn from that? And how much more are you more efficient that, you know, that, uh, you know, that saves you from some of those problems and issues and fires coming up in the future, right?
0: Right. Right. So uh, I'm going to kind of evolve this conversation a little bit here a little bit. So You've got uh, all these active action reviews, you're you're doing better, you're watching your game tape, you're winning, winning, winning. Um, How do you continue to play to win when you've got stuff to lose? And I think about, Mm. uh, honestly, as I was watching the chiefs, the first few games of the season, they seem really conservative on their play calling, right? Yeah. Um, how, how do you still be bold and lay that ball out? If you're Patrick Mahomes and you've got great stats and you've, uh, really been dominating and and no interceptions on the list. How do you be bold and throw that long pass knowing it, it may be a little bit more risky or whatever. Right. I think people, people start getting, uh, this and, and, um, have something to lose and then, um get conservative, I guess you could say. That's so why there's so bold, right? so
1: few of Super Bowl repeat champions, right? right? Back-to-back champions, it's, it's so elusive for so many teams, even when you've got the majority of the players coming back. Uh, you know, that back-to-back championships like that so hard to do. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a, a great question. I think playing to win um, when you feel like you now have more to lose um, is, is tough. It's challenging. I was, I was ta- telling you about – uh, you know, K-State, I'm, I'm a fan, uh, you know, went there, have two degrees from there. So I have to be a fan because I paid him a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it's a, you know, once, I, you know, their their season started off the season, I love the quarterback, but he came in last year and, you know, was just lights out in a couple of games as the backup quarterback coming in when Martinez was hurt, right? And, uh, and he comes in and, and, you know, I'm arguing for him to play in the bowl game at the end of the year against Alabama, right? Um, he's a huge part of why they won the Big 12 last year, right? But this season so far just seems like he's playing not to lose, uh, as opposed to playing to win. Uh, and you know, I think that when you uh, watch game tape and those type of things, um, and you're playing to win, there's a level of confidence that comes um, in in who you are, and um, and and yet when you get it too much in your head. Uh, you can get too much in your head and start thinking about, you know, not losing, you know, refer back to my last episode when we talked about my free throws. Right. And I, and I'm in my head as a senior in high school and I lose the game for, you know, the championship church league. Right? Have you
0: recovered from that?
1: I haven't. I okay. still, clearly, I still struggle to this day. It's a, it's a childhood <laughs> that's wound. Right. That you've got, it's okay. one of my trauma moments. Maybe we could have This That's why I don't watch basketball. That. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I, you know, like that's a, you know, you know, there, there's somewhat of when you start overthinking things, uh, you know, you can start uh, overanalyzing. Okay. And, you know, and I, I think that um, it, it flows out of that uh, sense of security and confidence and and uh, trust in who you are. Uh, but I also think it, it flows out of a trust, you know, built within your team and an organization, right? Uh, you know, and, and as a team, you know, we were talking this morning about uh, that it's it's OK to fail. Right. Uh, and e- even as leaders, you know, among our team. Right. It's, it's OK to fail. It's OK to make a mistake. Um, you know, hiding mistakes, not OK. Right. Um, you know, but admitting it like, hey, you know, that's that's an OK thing. And I think that, you know, as as we talk about that, there has to be a baseline trust um, you know, in an organization, Patrick Lencioni's five dysfunctions of a team, right? That foundation of trust has to be there. And if you want to look up that image, I'll put that in the footer, but, uh, but that's a, you know, that, that trust, uh, fear of conflict, like those type of things have to be there in an organization where, you know, not fear of conflict. It's the opposite of fear right. of conflict. Right. right. And uh, you have to be able to have that, um, you know, as a foundation to play to win. Otherwise you're you're playing to not lose. And in an organization, I mean, to, you know, in your experience, what's playing to not lose in an organization uh, in a business setting? What's playing to not lose?
0: you got to be bold. you got to take the risks, right? I mean, it's it's uh, at least a lot of um, my responsibility on a day-to-day basis is managing and evaluating and taking action on risky decisions, right? Yeah. And so the... The more you have, right, or the bigger the business is or whatever, the more the to loser is, that's more risk, right? And so now you're balancing that with uh, a bigger risk assessment when, you know, you, you don't have anything or you're not the starting quarterback. And it may be that you sit on the bench forever. You're going to go shoot your shot, right? You're, yeah. You don't have anything to lose, right? The irony of all of this is we talk about confidence. And I, I'm a huge proponent of, of confidence. And, and the way you get that is you build that over time. Yeah. The, the irony here, though, is you've got risk balancing confidence, because the confidence should be there that you've done this, you've gotten better, you've been winning, you've been winning, and you you, you showed yourself. Yeah. But then you've got this counter to that, which is risk, right? And so making sure you're staying focused on on being confident that you're going to figure it out, that you can do it, you've done it before, yeah. um, while still evaluating risk, right? I mean, you can't just run stuff in, into stuff blindly. That's sure. That'll be a, a nosedive quickly. But uh, you know I, I think the risk gets bigger and that that makes makes it harder to to make those decisions and you just kind of have to compartmentalize that risk and and still be bold and and go for it.
1: yeah. I think of the quarterback that throws the interception and has to get back out there and, and do it again, right? It's not I think that they his don't. Name's Dak Prescott, for the record. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, America's team, right, right, there, right, right there, right? I I saw an article this last weekend that was Kansas talking City, about. I saw hey, the same you saw article. that? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Kansas City, America's team. America's it's good, team. America's yeah, it's new team. Right. So, but I I do think that there's an element of you know uh, even in in business, how do we you know okay we fumble you know uh, how do we get back up and do the same thing right? Uh, it doesn't you know it doesn't mean we you know, don't learn from it. Right. So when I say do the the same thing, it doesn't mean you don't take the next, you know, attempt. Yeah. What's the definition
0: but, of doing that over and over?
1: Yeah. Insanity. Yeah. yeah insanity. Doing the right.
0: same thing, expecting
1: a different result. Right. Definition of insanity. And so, so it's not doing the same thing, but how do you, you know, protect the ball better next time? Right. How do we learn from it? That's the after action review. Right. Uh, how do we improve from this? Uh, you know, but but ultimately, I think that that's where, you know, in business, getting OK with, you know, taking the deep shot. Right. Like, you know, and I think that's Uh, you know, where, where we have to get as a team is, you know, it's okay to not, uh, you know, to not complete the pass every time, you know, it's okay to take some of those shots. Um, And I I think that even as the the business owner, you know, you have uh, learned to balance this confidence and this risk. um, And I think that the risk for some of our team members, um, you know, the fear of losing their job, the fear of um, underperforming, the fear of, uh, us, you know, thinking that they don't know what they're doing, right? Um, you know, is, uh, you know, is that fear can be really, really strong. How do we as leaders um, uh, help absolve some of that fear, give, give some of that confidence? Because I think it's one thing, right, as the owner of the company, um, and I, I know you and I were talking the other week, you know, uh, for me, I had somebody ask me if I, I felt like the imposter syndrome sometimes coming in as, you know, as a COO. And I said, well, I used to. Uh, but now I've done this enough times that I, you know, I, I have more confidence in it. And you know, uh, as far as what I'm doing, uh, but how do you feel like we instill that confidence in our team uh, that might still be just developing those muscles, right? I think confidence is a muscle that you develop, right? It's, uh, you know, and you were telling me your abs hurt this morning, by the way, which is. Yeah, I'm working on my goal, man. I'm working on that goal. Yeah. Uh, but how do you how do you develop that muscle uh, with our team? How do you think we uh, we do that. We're
0: going to start doing a weigh in on this podcast or something. We'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah, so. Now we're talking. Crackers. Uh, yeah, crackers. <laughs> bits. Ritz. Bits. The bits? Ritz. Do you like Ritz the Ritz bits, bits or the big ones? Okay. I, you
1: know what? Peanut butter Ritz bits? bits. I'm all for those. I'm going to bring it delicious. back. I'm going to bring it back. Okay. Uh, mm.
0: You know, I think that comes from transparency in relationships, right? We have to have close relationships and they, they have to understand, and, and it's a culture of. Uh, being able to fail. Fail fast, right, is is something that a lot of people say. But something else that comes to mind um, that somebody had told me before was I'd rather tell somebody to slow down than have to tell them to speed up all the time, right? And so that, to me, you know, uh, says you're going to make some mistakes or we're going to have to, you know, corral you. But what we want in the culture and what we want is people that are pushing, right? And yeah. people are um, really, really trying getting out there and and trying to figure those things out or or take some risks and and know that they're going to fail we have to be good communicators we have to have those relationships and we have to have a culture that that shows that's okay but i think people get in their heads too much about that and what actually happens is the opposite which becomes a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy of that uh they're not taking those risks they're not being more bold and then it looks like um maybe they're not trying as hard or, or something yeah. like that, you know. So what what we need to do is just have a good healthy balance of that, but allow people to push and, and uh, make a mistake. I do it all the time. You know, I, I sit around, and I think about, um, you know, if if I make a, a mistake, there's how many families that don't have a job, you know, certainly the companies, you know, could have trouble, but impacting so many, how many customers are we impacting if we don't, and, and that's a heavy burden, right? And so yeah. th- that that's part of what we carry as as leaders, but Uh, you got to be able to push through knowing that you have that. You have to be able to push through even more aggressively and saying, I believe, and and we're going to take it to the next level. So it's tough. I mean, but everybody has it. It's not, it's not, um, one person in the organization as, as leaders. And, and, um, you know, I always talk to managers that, or, or people that want to become managers and I ask them why, right. You know, yeah. and because you're carrying a whole new set of burdens as a leader that requires more of this, more risk, you know, tolerance or, or, um, evaluation and, and yeah. pushing on that. So.
1: Yeah. One of Elon Musk's videos that I know you and I've watched together, but you know, and he's like, when people ask about management, it's like, why, why do you want to do that? And he's like ultimately literally the worst problems come to you as a result of that. and uh, you know but I think that you know we have uh, an opportunity our organization, I think we're seeing it in a number of different places where people are really stepping up and stepping into that you know responsibility and stepping into those uh, you know I, I had someone come into my office this morning yesterday and show me you know some uh, projects that they were taking on their plate um, that that literally, no one was taking on, and and they just took ownership of this, and were you know building, trying to figure it out, asking questions, and and uh, and I was just like, I love this. Just keep going, keep doing this thing, and you know, and and when you see that level of ownership, you know, uh, confidence, and and not feeling like they you know are making the wrong decision here, uh, but trying to figure it out, trying to solve a true problem that we have internally, a need, um, you know, that we have internally. Um, I feel like that builds those confidence muscles over time. Right. Um, And when you, when you go through some of those things that might be scary or might feel like they have that risk. Right. Um, Or, or even when the risk feels like you, you know, they might not have the the correct answer or know all of the, you know, the facts. Right. Um, In our world, maybe they're not the most techie person, you know, in the organization. Right. Uh, But they're trying to solve problems inside the organization. I, I think it builds that confidence. It builds that trust. Uh, you know, and, 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 it's, you know, something that, that we can see built over time.
0: Yeah. I think this brings us back to the first episode where we talked about the elevated experience mm-hmm. and I made the comment that elevated is a moving target, right? The bar keeps rising. Yeah. And we're talking about the same thing here, which is progression. All, all of these themes tie together, you know, really uh, much the same, which is as, uh, Individuals, as an organization, as teams, we always need to be progressing. Yeah. And the great part about it, you know, I don't know who came into your office uh, doing that, but you have somebody that does that and shows that it builds, uh, it builds that progression in the team because it's like, oh, it was okay, they did it, and you know, it, it wasn't so scary, and it worked yeah. out, right? You know, and so this progression, this elevated experience, this is all tying together what we're going after yeah. from an organization to push the limit and. Yeah. We're gonna do that better than anybody else. We're already doing it much better than anyone else. Yeah. And uh, we will never never stop. It's yeah. not one of those things that ever stops. You always keep building your confidence and your experience and the push to be better. You know what
1: I also think builds confidence, just one more thing, I think, I think that celebrating builds confidence. Uh, you know, taking some time, we, we mentioned it briefly earlier, but I think that celebrating really builds that level of confidence because we've, we've taken some time over the last couple of weeks and taken some of our teams out to dinner just to celebrate the back to school season that we just went through. And, and uh, you know, for many of our customers that said that, you know, this is the best back to school season they've ever experienced. Uh, We wanted to celebrate our teams for that and tell them, thank you, you know, for serving our, our uh, schools and teachers and students and, and, in the process of that, you know, celebrating them and just saying thank you. Um, And and at the, at those dinners, having an opportunity to talk and to, you know, ask questions and things like that. Um, but I feel like even in those times, it almost dropped some bar, some, you know, some walls came down a little bit, uh, you know, and, and people spoke up and, you know, I think some community was being built in a way that, um, you know, that at least we got to, you know, uh, rub shoulders with people and talk in a, in a way that was, um, I was super encouraged with and I, you know, and I think that we got to celebrate them and, uh, well-deserved celebration. And, and we we'll get another one tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm hungry now that we're talking about this, yeah. but uh, w- what we're talking about here, this is our push for the elevated experience, right? Yeah. This is building the culture. This is yep. building the team. This is building the super, super bowl champion. Yep. And, and really that that's what we're after. So, uh, you know, what we're looking forward to here on f- future episodes is, uh, some guests yeah. coming up. And so stay tuned for that. You know, if you, uh, have some ideas on some guests you'd like to have on a podcast, drop us a line. Uh, we we're, we're going to, uh, unveiled some of those here coming up but for now uh, this has been the Mil- minlow experience i'm your host brad and kyle Bach. have a great day